Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Killian Daly with X Training out of PA. Killian, what is going on? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling today? Happy Tuesday. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah. happy to be here. We appreciate you being here. Excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with X training. And so let's go ahead and give the viewers some perspective and start with a very basic question here, Killian. You know, how many members are you serving currently? Um, we have upwards of 100 people. We, we have walked through our doors weekly. Um, and then we also have some online clients, about 20 to 30 as well. So we have a good amount for yeah. not too many of us here. Yeah, no, 100%. And so now going into the new year, I mean, is the main focus here the online or in person? I mean, obviously both is an option too. What's the main focus for you guys? Main focus is definitely in person and just continuing to, you know, hit goals. We don't really wait till the new year to hit our goals. So we just start working on them now and, um, you know, focus on building strength and getting better. I love it. I love that. I think that's so important. And so now for you guys, I mean, I think everybody has their own unique methods of getting people to the door, right? And so, I mean, for you, what's been the best method to get people interested in through your doors? Um, that's a good question. My husband and I both own the gym and we work really hard to give people like the most authentic experience. Um, we give a lot of individual attention and we try to, I guess, um, not, no random workouts. We really focus on um, focusing on like our private training in a sense. So like we're word of mouth a lot. So um, especially in our area, our biggest thing is getting people through the door by their friends, their family members, by results. So um, we aren't that big on like running ads and things like that. It's more so of you can see our results walk out the door, if that makes sense. Yeah, you yeah, know, I love that. It's like the walking billboards. I think that's a good analogy to right. use. Like that's um, my name when you walk out there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, I mean, obviously I, I know word of mouth is, is very prominent in any business. I think it's gonna be a prominent asset anywhere. But now, have you considered anything uh, in regards to social media, any unorthodox methods maybe? I mean, what else has kind of been an asset for you guys? Our Instagram is definitely huge. That I, I think that's one of our biggest uh, driving forces. We have a, uh, probably six colleges just in the area. So we oh, wow. try to keep up with the trends of, you know, the reels and the videos. And we have a lot of young athletes as well that we train. So keeping up through that. I mean, we have more DMs than we do emails through our website. So I guess that definitely is a big driver aside from uh, word of mouth. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations there. Thank you. And so, I mean, for you guys, I mean, like what's the capacity? I mean, I know square footage plays a factor, but how many more clients do you think you guys can handle? Um, you know what? I always think, how could we fit more clients in here? And you always do, you know, there's always a season of clients that you work with for years and they move or they have a baby and schedules change. And I think you can always fit more people in. Um, I think obviously for our classes, it, we have a, about a 1700 square foot place. So it's fairly small. Um, but we, we are trying to hire um, quality trainers to bring in and they can build a clientele as well. So we are blessed to have a wait list for a lot of our services. So, um, but we are a little bit picky of bringing in um, trainers onto our team just because it's my husband and I, and um, we really just want the same quality in, in here as well. So because they're representing your brand. I think that's super important, right? Totally. I think uh, yeah. the quality that your clients experience is just as important as the employees you hire, right? Because I mean, it's like that employee is, is is working for 
the things that you've created. And so if they're not in alignment with your culture, with your brand, with the way that you work, then it's not going to make sense. And so um, now I, I know we, we we're kind of talking about going into the new year here. And I want to ask another question about um, progression. And so like, what's the immediate focus, like ending up, you know, quote, not ending up, but closing out quarter four here, getting into the new year. I mean, there's only really three things in the gym industry that you can focus on, which is getting more people through your doors, right? Converting them into clients when they come through the door, which is just sales and then keeping them longer. So like of those three, I mean, where do you feel like your priority is going into the new year? Our priority currently, to be honest, is we are at max capacity. So we really are actually focused on bringing another trainer in right now so we can add more clients um, to our space because we we are already at that that place right now. Um, we have people that have been with us for years now and um, people are knocking on the door to really get in, which is pretty cool. So our main focus for the new year is to bring more uh, people onto our team. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and last two questions for you. I mean, you know, let's say five, 10 years down the road, you know, what are you guys really trying to accomplish with X training? Great question as well. Um, so we, we have people online during uh, COVID when we were shut down, we transitioned our whole gym fully to zoom um, from personal training to classes. And we actually were able to, you know, someone had a sister across the country and they would join in. So we actually built a pretty solid online um, place for clients. And I mean, right now we don't have as much time. I would love to bring people on to help us so then we could um, take on more members online for programming. So I do see that because I know that that is um, a really good space to be in. Um, so I think that would be the way to go rather than trying to expand our gym itself. Yeah, totally. I, I, I agree. I agree. And then last question for you, you know, here, Killian, if you can go back in time to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Hmm. Um, Try not to please everybody. You will not please everybody and you should just be yourself and focus on your own beliefs. Um, and I think that's I think that's the most important thing because over the past three and a half years, we've really come into our own and we're more confident with what we've always believed in. And, you know, we're not for everybody and no trainer is going to be for everyone. So I think that's the best advice that I could really give for myself or any other trainer that's coming into the industry. I love that. I love it. It's a mic drop of an answer. I'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, I mean, if you have any social media, Facebook, anything at all, please let the viewers know where can they find out more about you and the facility. Yes, please. You can follow us on Instagram at xtrainingbrynmar.com. Um, and you can follow us there and see what we're doing. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can access the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out of here. Okay. Cool. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, Click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Troy and Macy from Emotion Fitness and Performance in Wilmington, North Carolina. 
Welcome to the show, you two. How are you guys doing today? We're doing awesome. Thanks for having us, JJ. We're 100%. 100%. I am so excited to learn more about what you guys have going on at your, you know, your gym business because it has two aspects. But before we dive into that side of the business side, you know, when you guys first opened, you know, your first facility, what was the, like, what was the vision you had in mind for it? And then what got you into the second, you know, aspect of your business? Um, I would say that when we first opened, we opened a yoga Pilates and bar studio with the um, foundation of healing, connecting and inspiring the world through unconditional love. Mm -hmm. uh, and as that continued to grow and build, it became very apparent to us that it was time to open up a second side, which is our fitness and performance side um, with the mission of helping people move well so they can feel well so that ultimately they can live well. Okay, awesome. So there's a mixture there. There's a performance side and a Pilates side, which is awesome with some yoga too as well because we spoke about it before the podcast. So I'm curious here, how do you guys, you know, integrate that both together to like to serve your clientele? How does that work? I'm very interested in this, honestly. I think I can help answer that too. Um, from a business standpoint, it was very interesting because it's however someone wants to get through the door. So we, we kind of noticed that there's a separation and I think that's maybe what you're curious about. There's a separation because is, yeah. usually you're like, I'm Googling yoga. So I come into yoga and then you gain their trust and understanding. And then I started as a fitness coach, starting to see that there was problems that strength and conditioning could really help solve. So gaining their trust by just being there and um, being there day in day out to see them practice their yoga and offer separate services till that made the most sense. And then till they trusted us enough to be enter the gym, because uh, Macy always says it's a very intimidating place to enter the gym, especially if you start by just doing yoga. Okay. Awesome. So, you know, what kind of sparked the idea of having, you know, like both sides, like obviously you want to be able to serve your members better, but like, how did you both, you know, like introduce each thing into the business without it having, you know, friction and not working, you know, together? Um, that's a great question. So when Troy and I first met, I had already decided I wanted to have my own yoga studio one day and use that as a space for healing. Um, and so once we got married and, and started to really plan our path, it became clear that my strengths were more yoga Pilates bar and he was a professional soccer player. And once that career was over, he realized he was super passionate about strength training. And so our expertise combined created basically a holistic approach to help people find wholeness, whether they're yoga practitioners that need a little more strength or strength type people that need a little more yoga, because we both had these kind of corresponding skill sets, we were able to create something that was authentic to each of us individually and then marry the two uh, in the same kind of, uh, pattern that we ourselves got married. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like having it work as a dynamic, you know, together. So that's awesome. So with that being said, what is the, you know, main demographic at each, you know, place. So for the performance side and then for the yoga Pilates side and bar. Um, I can speak on the performance side, uh, the general population is almost like to say it's almost exactly a 42 year old male who drives a truck and has two kids, both <laughs> two and four used to play high school sports, has a couple of niggles, but he still has that competitive spirit, but not a lot of time. And that busy individual um, values the, uh, enough individualization, but still likes a group environment. So that is like dialed into like that person kept showing up at the door because of the energy that, I must have put off into the air or the type of person that I like to serve. Um, and then Macy can speak to the demographic in which we started group training later. And maybe that's a good bridge as to why I decided to add group training because of the demographic that Macy serves. So she can kind of speak on that. Yeah. His is definitely like an avatar of a human, a very specific type of person. And I would say for the studio side, it was more people that were looking to combine spirituality with uh, movement, yep. but they were finding that where they, they couldn't grow anymore was in a strength side of things and, and really wanting to get a little more physically inclined. 
Um, and so kind of what happened is our demographic was a variety of people looking for a certain experience. And then his demographic was a very specific person who didn't know the experience they had never had yet. Yeah. So now what we found is the majority of the people that come in come in distinctly for fitness and performance or distinctly for yoga Pilates and bar. And after a month or two of developing that trust with us, they start to find, Oh, let me check out this other side or let me check out this type of class I would never do before. And what they find is that it's something they would never try as a yoga practitioner or something they would have never tried as a weightlifter, mm -hmm. but are finding so much benefit in because they're very different worlds, but they complement each other. Uh, and so now our, our demographic goes from the 42 year old male with two kids and drives a truck to these like really spiritual types of people. Um, and, and they're all commingling and it's a really cool experience. Okay. So it sounds like Troy handles the, you know, the high school stars that became a dad and no longer able to do the sports. And they're like, you know, what? I really want to go back to the high school days. I'm tired of talking about it. Let's just go back to it. And, you know, you may see, you work with more of the spiritual people who want to, you know, become one with themselves through physical activity and mindset and, you know, spiritual stuff. I love that. So in terms of each, you know, side of the business, yoga, Pilates, bar, and the performance, how many clients do you both serve in each of those? Cool. Yeah. So uh, we see about a hundred visits a week and that could be up to about, you know, uh, 400 different people. But as far as membership wise, we're, we're gearing up close to 300 members between the two um, sides combined and uh, separate. And then on the studio side, we see about 700 visits a week, um, which is like probably about 100 to 150 different types of people. But collectively, our goal is to get to 250 members by the end of next year. And we're pretty close to that goal, which we're, we were very surprised about. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So, you know, what has been the main lever that you guys have pulled to bring those people into your facility? Um, in terms of marketing? Yeah, yeah. we're going to have slightly different answers for this because we're very different in our approach, but we found that our approaches like work really well together. Okay. So from my end, um, something I think that we did well was to know ourselves authentically and to know what we're passionate about and that these things that we're passionate about have the power to transform lives and then not trying to follow trends or things of that nature, but really say, okay, in, in our own life, what has helped us be whole, what has helped us become the people that we are today and how can we best share that? And so with our marketing, we speak to solving the quote unquote problem that we may ourselves authentically have faced at one point in time and why we created emotion is to solve that problem. Um, and so from one side of it, our marketing, I think strength was that we always stayed within what was true to us and not trying to chase trends or chase anything that was inauthentic, but really through our own life experiences, share that and then build a team who also is in alignment with that. Um, and so everything felt very natural. It went from one person walking in the door and learning their name to them telling a friend to one became 10 to 10 became a hundred. And now we're getting close to 250 people through organic um, development, basically. Okay. Yeah. So would you say that's like mainly to like word of mouth, Macy? At the very, at the beginning, absolutely. Until Troy um, came more on board and then I'll let. Okay. Troy, your turn. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, just in the basic sense of it. Yes. Word of mouth. And then, using word of mouth to have easier ways for people to get in the door and find what they need to do. Cause we had to develop strategies that we knew we were doing good work and the people were talking about it. But we had to find ways to share that to the world easier. And it's something as simple as making sure your website is tight knit and making sure those buttons are in the right spot and that they can press those buttons and they can easily get and show up to their first visit. So all of our marketing strategies um, revolved around making a seamless effort from knowing about us to making the decision to come into our door. And then once they came into our door, like we just built very, very good systems around that onboarding process of your first 30 days. So where your touch points are everywhere 
and it's it is organic when it comes to that and you're you're gonna feel like everyone knows your name you're gonna be like how does everybody know my name on the first day so just being so personal with that has mm -hmm. been from day one that the level of doing that and then building the systems that help us do that so they can find us easier okay so mainly personalizing it to each person and having a whole streamlined process to make it as easy as possible for the prospects to become a new member. So, you know, a lot of the gym owners I speak to, they don't really focus on the website or the systems or all the things that kind of actually matter. Uh, but in terms of the marketing, do you guys only focus on, you know, organic or do you guys also use social media as, you know, paid advertising? Uh definitely social media. Instagram is huge. The studio just hit, we're on our way to 4,000 followers. And then the fitness side is a little bit newer to the game. They're creeping up towards 2000, but because of our demographic, we basically have social media speaking to the new generation of people yeah. coming in, which is like high school or um, college, right? Younger out of generation people. Yeah. Yeah. Best idea. Um, exactly. And then for the older demographic, it's definitely, um, more about like getting on the radio, like hearing us on the radio or having flyers at places that are their favorite restaurants, like more of that uh, newspaper-esque type of marketing. Okay. So, you know, with your older demographic, you know, Troy, have you ever used, you know, like paid advertising on Facebook? Because a lot of the older generation is on Facebook and I'm just curious. Yeah, so they are, um, but we've just really, because our organic reach has always been good, you have to remember that Wilmington is also a very small town. So for us getting in front of people and getting in front of the right people, um, we're, we're very known. So it's what's good about the small town vibe is if you're doing good work with uh, the people, especially in that demographic, they're going to find out about you. And then what you do with that information, I think, is really important. So I choose to um, take the lead on that. So if I said, if, if someone's say it's Steve, Steve's getting good results. I say, Steve, you know, anyone like yourself? And he says, yeah, actually I do. And he keeps talking about his friends. Like my friend would really do this, but he's nervous. I'm like, okay, are you, do you mind giving me um, contact information number? so I can maybe yeah. call and text him and see I'm, what goes on there. Perfect. And then having a conversation with someone. So I think we're old school with that, but having those conversations for that style of demographic has worked so well because there's so many things for us to relate on. And they'll know in that phone call that, you know, this is just a perfect fit. It's like you're talking to your best friend on that first phone call. So I think getting out there and really the old school way maybe of doing things, um, meeting people in person has been super beneficial in the small town. And one thing I will add, um, it's funny when we're like being asked these questions, you forget about all the things that you do. But <laughs> when people are new that come in, they have a buddy pass, so it's complimentary and they all get given a gift. And in that gift is our chapstick, a sticker and a buddy pass. And so we, um, and a schedule. So we highlight classes that based on what they're looking for that we recommend to them. They have the best chapstick ever. We've found like this really good chapstick that we love mm. a sticker. And then this buddy pass that we let them know, you know, we understand how intimidating it is to come. Um, and so next time bring a friend, here's our introductory offer. And for the older demographic, that's so huge because already they feel gifted. They feel less intimidated that they can bring a friend next time. And so um, we've tried to really capitalize and utilize that word of mouth uh, aspect. Hundred percent. Yeah. So it sounds like you know, for the word of mouth aspect for Troy at his you know fitness and performance place, it's it's you know really utilizing the network and having his clients go out to someone else, and be like, hey, come here, and then you offer you know the chapstick and that package to him, and it makes him feel welcome, right? So I'm kind of curious here, Macy. What do you do on your end in terms of you know social media, like? let's say someone finds you there. What does that process look like to get them to the door? Yeah. So um, one thing is that we wanted our social media to have the same vibe and feel as what it feels like to come into our studio so that okay. when they walk in for the first time, they already feel like it's an environment that they've seen. Mm -hmm. So on our social media, we try to display different classes and the types of people that come to those classes. We show a lot of photos of like what the experience is like as soon as you walk in, being greeted by the front desk. And then a lot of the events and um, kind of community opportunities that we offer so that when people find us on social media or 
Um, they're looking on Instagram. They know how to contact us because all that information is on our social media. And then they feel less intimidated because they've seen so many of the faces that they're going to be seeing whenever they come in. Okay, awesome. So let's say someone does come in. What is the, you know, the whole sales process look like from, you know, maybe it's a warm lead from the socials or maybe it's someone who just walked by. What does the process look like from step one all the way to step 10 of cold lead to new member? Yep. So we have slightly different processes just because the experience is a little bit different on the okay. studio side. When they make a profile, if they're brand new, they get a little green star. And so immediately the front desk staff puts a waiver with their name and that gift on it. And then we know all of our members and clients. So when we see somebody come in like wide-eyed, kind of looking around, we're like, oh, are you Danielle? And they're like, oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, that's and, me, yeah. Yeah, and so we are like, okay, well, here's a waiver. Um, we notice you did a buddy pass. We tell them about the intro offer. We show them all around the studio. And then we also show them the fitness side because they are separate, even though they're together. Mm -hmm. um, and we just let them know that if they enjoy class to come see us at the end of class at the front desk, because we have a different, we have a couple special um, options for them. Mm -hmm. So they, we let them go take the class. And then after class, they come and see us. We help them download our app. We tell them about our introductory offer, which is $25, gives them 15 days to check out all of our options. Mm -hmm. um, and then we let them know in that um, gift that you received is a buddy pass. So if you, when you start your intro offer, be sure to bring a buddy with you um, and let us know if you have any questions. So that's kind of how it, how the rundown is on the studio side. And then we give them like a welcome card. We text them from our studio phone, just checking in to see how they're doing. And then two days before their intro offer is over, we let them know, you know, based on the classes that you've taken and how often you're coming, this is the, the um, membership or plan that we think would be best for you. Sounds uh, like you really like nurture those people that come in to make sure that they feel welcome and that they're not, you know, inquiring. And then five days later, oh, hey, prospect, you know, come in. You really make sure to nurture that. I like that. Yes. Um, and the front desk learns their face so that the next time they come in, they're like, Danielle, like, hey, here's your yoga mat. And that way she, I say she, cause it's mostly females, but actually a lot of guys have started coming. That way the new client feels seen, heard and valued. Okay. So, you know, Troy, how does that work on your end of things? Cause you know, 42 year old, you know, dad who has two kids, maybe they, you know, come across a little different. So what does that look like? Yeah, I, th I think you're right. Like hopefully, a lot of times I will have that conversation before they even step foot in the door. So um, we've gotten that contact information and we call something um, a strategy session. I think it's a normal thing in the fitness industry. So it doesn't say assessment. So you're not coming in for your fitness assessment. We're coming in for a strategy session. This is an easy chance for you to go over your schedule, um, go over your budget and uh, do a quick movement assessment. And most importantly, we just want to know your goals. We want to know exactly what it is so I can, uh, like individualize a program that that's just for you. So when we say that and they confirm that strategy session, it's no different than uh, the offer over at Macy's side. It's a lot of front end. We almost give away so much service and uh, so give, the rest give, of give, give, get yeah. eventually. Yeah. We believe in our product so well, and we have the numbers that back it up that we can give a lot on the front end because our conversion rate is so high. So if that were to change, we might need to change up the offer a little bit, but um, we, I'll, give, I'll give sessions away at the start um, on top of that strategy session, just so they know, even though they know the pricing, I want them to know the value of it and, and getting them to understand the value before uh, I share a price that they might not love works so much better than sharing the price so far and early and then having to later give the value. Okay, so it really sounds like it's very similar on both ends. You give, 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 and then you eventually get. I love that approach. It really has prospects feeling like they're cared for because, you know, in the gym industry, some gyms, they don't care about their prospects. They just want a million people in the door on, you know, subscriptions. So I love that, you guys. You know, so, my, so last question here for you guys. You know, when you both got into this industry, what is that one piece of advice that you both would love to hear from someone who's been in the industry for quite a while? I can go first, or do sure. you want to go? Yeah, go. I would say um, I wish I had known the importance of 
having uh, the distinction of my staff. So for a studio, you need a front desk staff, you need an instructor staff, and then you, the owner, need to balance your time working in and on the business. When we first started, I was the front desk staff. I was teaching a ton of classes and also trying to be the owner. Mm -hmm. And eventually that turned into burnout and stress. Um, and so I would say anyone looking to open like more of a yoga Pilates bar side, or if you are going to have that component in your gym, you definitely need to have the distinction of a front desk staff, the distinction of your instructor team, and the distinction of your role as the owner and not try to do everything. And even if it takes a little bit of time to open, to find those right people, it's worth it because it's really hard to try and find the energy to train people once it's already going. Awesome. So Troy, what would, you know, your piece of advice be that you would want? Yeah. Starting? I mean, I guess almost like um, furthering that it's, it's really do a good job on your systems, really take care of most people get into the fitness industry because they love fitness and then they start a business, but you have to crush those business skills. You have to learn them. If you have to hire a coach, hire a coach, anything that you have to do to make sure that you understand the X's and O's that are going to um, keep you going. So if that's, um, the books that you read, read some business books. You're, you're fine on fitness. The business is what helps you live in the passion. So books like Traction, books like E-Myth, um, these have all helped us have quarterly goals that we have to reach that are numbers-based, as objective as that is, um, so that we can just focus on what we want to do, and that's help and change people's lives. 100%. I love that, you guys. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's a great place to start to wrap things up. Here in this episode, but before we sign off, where can the listeners find you guys on the social medias and your website? Um, underscore Emotion Yoga Studio and underscore Emotion Fitness. Uh, we just opened a smoothie bar, so soon underscore Emotion Smoothie, and then uh, Emotion Fitness and Studio.com. Awesome. Well, Macy and Troy, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today and, and you know sharing your story. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is LJ Jackson of Mechanicsville Fat Assault Boot Camp. Welcome to the show, LJ. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Hannah. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to have you on today. Um, but before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run your boot camp, please tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Well, I started traditionally just hanging around in the gym. I'm a fitness buff myself. I like to work out a lot. Got a background in sports. I play basketball, football in high school. And um, a buddy of mine, we used to have guys always, guys, gals, they're just always asking questions when you're in the gym. How you do this? How you do that? So we put our heads together and we're just like, hey, man, maybe we should start a little uh, training going on. That's how most people start off. I call them mom and pop because you start off in the gym. Somebody meets you there. You take them through an hour and they're like, oh, this is really good. But you're not getting really paid for it. You just here and there. So um, we needed to find a format that would actually work 
that's going to find people who's like dedicated. So mm-hmm. one of the things that separated my mindset at that point was, okay, I'm meeting you at a gym. I'm already there. And then you tell me, oh, I'm not going to come today. That was so aggravating because now my time is wasted. <laughs> you know, so we're like, you know what? We need to find our own place. So we started out with a smaller uh, spot, which it was about a thousand square feet. And um, we did a whole bunch of like, um, we'll say body weight training, card- card- cardio, that's what we called it. But some people call them calisthenics. So we called it cardio plus. And um, from there, we did a little special and we just canvassed the neighborhood, um, threw out some flyers let people know, hey, we're starting this, this gym. And first we started out with an hour and we realized that seven people for an hour, it took a lot of time. You know, had to learn the pricing because you start off things, you're like, okay, we're just going to charge them 10 bucks. You know, we found out that that wasn't working. So we right. had to sit down and like regroup and actually try and come together with a format. So we put together our little business plan. And the first thing we realized we needed was a waiver. A lot of guys I see, they don't even have a waiver. They're just training. You know, mm-hmm. then when somebody gets hurt, it's on you. Yeah. So we realized how often that I actually work out. So for myself, I only work out 30 to 45 minutes. So we went from that hour. We said, we'll do 30 minutes. You'll get maybe two breaks during that 30 minutes. But we can accomplish the same thing in the 30 minutes than we can actually accomplish in an hour. So basically, that became our format. We give you a 30-minute workout. It's required three, uh, three, three visits per week. That's our requirement of every member. So you have to come in three, three times a week in order to see results. That's what we believe. Uh, science has proven that. You need at least three times a week. Um, we help them with their nutritional goals. If you got bad eating habits, like we already know you can't outwork bad eating habits. Right. But the commitment comes into place once you can get there and change your mindset. And that's where I feel like I've stayed true to. Um, we have been open like for six years. We just had our six year anniversary. So we're going on seven years. That was a big thing for us. That happened in this past month, October. So we had a like I do a member appreciation every year. And that was one of our big things, you know, to be thankful that we made it through COVID, never shut down, and we're still going. So we're just trying to rebound from that. But um, all in all, our sessions are 30 minutes. You're always with a personal trainer. Um, we cap out our space because we have 2,500 square feet. And we, we focus on toning and fat loss. That's our main thing. I love how you started out as a trainer um, and you kind of saw the gaps in the facilities you were working at and you went and made your own. That was exactly how you wanted it and you thought it should be in the industry. I think that's super cool and inspiring to a lot of people. Um, So you kind of answered my question of the services that you offer, um, who you cater to. Tell me, how many members are you guys currently at? Right now we're at 42 because I have, yeah, I just signed up two more members. So we're at 42. Um, A lot of people kind of look at me a little weird because I'm not one of the ones who want 200 members. I have this little <laughs> thing that all of my members, they have a nickname. So in order for you to get a different gym name, you have to have been there 60 days. So a lot of people you in this fitness field is a revolving door. Yeah. But I can tell you the mainstay of my customers, clients, members, whatever you want to consider them, Everybody has been there except for the ones I just signed up a minimum of two and a half years. So it becomes a lifestyle for most of our members. And that's what I focus on. Yeah, definitely. That's a testament to you and your services and how personalized you are that people want to stay long-term with you. And I think that's amazing. Um, Tell me what is like a good goal number of members that you'd like to reach? You mentioned like you don't want to be like 200, but where would somewhere be like comfortable for you? The goal right now is from 50 to 75. Gotcha. And then tell me now, what are you doing to get more members in the door? What's worked for you? What hasn't? Well, um, still doing the traditional um, marketing through um, 
the marketing services that's offered like through the social media marketing programs they have and just word of mouth. And I also, one of my favorite is member uh, referrals. So what we do with our members is we do a referral program and they actually get rewarded from it. So we will make it a contest and we will take and um, so basically you invite somebody in, you get points for that. If they sign up, you get additional points. If they, um, depending on what program they sign up for, then that would determine how many points you get. And at the end of, let's just say that we do three weeks of member um, of a referral program, that's what we would call it. At the end of it, the winner gets the prize. The first place and second place winner gets the prize. That's very cool. That's awesome. Um, I love that you're giving back to your members in that way. Um, tell me about your social media marketing. How do you do that? Do you pay for digital marketing? Is it all organic? Tell me about your social media presence. A lot of it is organic. And here and there, I will, uh, we will pay for it through the, the typical uh, Facebook, which links you to Instagram and mm -hmm. just making our regular posts and sharing. So um, let's just say I posted a video this morning of the um, morning workout. And for some of our members, we make it, um, so we do like a member of the month type thing. Whereas who posts when they get to the gym, who shares the post as well. So we have a, a, a membership, whereas inside our membership, we have our community. Everybody is, uh, let's just say Facebook friends. So they're Facebook friends with the gym. The, the video goes up, all of them share it to their page. So you get more members circulating and circulating your views and then people come in, contact you, you do your consultation and that sometimes work out. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you have a way to track, you know, how many people came in due to word of mouth? How many people came in due to social media? Do you track that at all? Or do you just kind of whoever comes in comes in? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. That's, that's the way that we track it. So uh, what we like to do is would I know um, where I spent money at far mm -hmm. as, you know, like I said, the social media thing, mm -hmm. I would keep who contacted me from there. And that's on our waiver anyway. How did you find out about it? So wow. through the referral program, I get your name, your number, because through the referral program, the people you refer, they get a first, their first few seven days, let's just say seven to 10 days, those are free sessions. Or we are offered eight sessions free, you know, if you come through the referral. So that's how we keep it separated. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So let's talk about once you have somebody in the door, how do you keep your clients long-term? Tell me about that. Long-term? Yeah. <laughs> I would just say we that good. We keep a family <laughs> setting. Um, the results is what counts. And once you get to change a person's mindset, mm -hmm. then the commitment is already there. So for the average person, it's not a magic pill. And we drive is no shortcut to success. So everyone knows you got to put the hard work in. Like the last person that, the last member who just signed up, she just told me she's been there two months and she's already from a size 16 to she's around a 10. Hey. She's been there, but she has taken advantage of her unlimited membership. Mm -hmm. So she literally comes to class twice, sometimes during the week but she exceeds her three times a week membership. So okay. she can come with our unlimited package. She can come as many times as she wants. And that's what she does. I feel like for a lot of us, that's our ideal client is someone who's going to put in the work and get the results that we know we can provide them if they hold up their end. So how would you say that you keep like your members accountable to showing up when they have those packages? Accountability coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the accountability coach. So you're getting a text, you're getting a call, you're getting okay, a greeting from me and it comes directly from me. So the person you're talking to now is not the same person that's in the gym when I'm training. So they already okay. know. I'm on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. How do you keep track of, you know, someone, if someone hasn't been in for a couple of weeks, how do you know like who to reach out to? Who has to our in? app? So okay. every, every member comes through our app and I, oh. I take and me and my administrator, we check to see how long you've been missing, what's going on. But 
is a friendly reminder every week anyway, just to see how things are going. Like I said, for the most part, it's more of a lifestyle for us. Mm -hmm. So it's very intimate because it's small groups. So we cap out at 12 members. It's not 20 members running around in each session. Some people don't agree with that, but for me, that's what has kept us in business. A lot of people, if you want a crowded gym, I'm just not the place for you. But if you like small, clean, friendly environment, that's where we're at, and we work hard. So with that being said, it's kind of like, a, like I said, a community. Everybody knows each other, or they yeah. meet each other. And the funniest thing is because they say when they see each other, they might see each other in a grocery store, and they call each other by their nickname or their gym name. And they don't even know each other's real name. But I actually know everybody's real name. So you get that, uh, you get your uh, courtesy emails, you get your calls, your checkups. If we find out that you haven't been there for a while, and for the most part, I do a lot of the sessions. I do 90% of the sessions. So I know who's not been there. Okay, cool. Tell me about all the things you do as a business owner. It sounds like you're training a lot. You're keeping people accountable. Are you doing the marketing? Like, what else do you do throughout a day as a business owner? Oh, yeah. I, sound busy. I do the marketing as well. I'm the one doing the marketing. I'm the one doing the canvas. Matter of fact, here's, um, I have something with me right now. This is like just one of the flyers that I might put up in, um, I don't know if you guys have Wawa where you at, but Wawa is a very popular place here in Virginia. So everybody frequents that place. My flyers are there. Home Depot, Lowe's, my flyers are there. So everywhere within the radius of the gym, within two, three miles, I drop them all. And I wear my brand all the time. So this yes, is my brand. People that. ask me, where is that place? What is this? The members wear the brand. And this is like, um, I don't really, I don't charge them for our gear. So that's another thing. Um, it's part of your membership. When we give them out and get them made, that's when you get one. Very cool. Very cool. Um, okay. So have you seen a good return on like the, the grassroots marketing that you do, like the handing out flyers, posting it around? What kind of return have you seen on that? Well, depending on the, the man hours of it, it, I try to make it where I'm not, where I'm not just, taking um, four hours out of my day, handing out flyers or standing around or it's done within the concept if I'm just out anyway. So let's just say I need to go to Lowe's anyway. That's when I'm going to ride past the stores. So I would say as far as the return on the time, I really don't keep up with it, but I, I would definitely say it's, I'll say 50% of the time that I'm putting in I get a call back or I get a lead or a lead that leads to a lead. Yeah, that's for sure. Awesome. Okay. So let me ask you kind of a fun question. If you were to wave a magic wand tomorrow and have, you know, the gym of your dreams, what does it look like? Where is it? Members, classes, something like <laughs> big picture. Wave the magic wand. It wave a magic wand. <laughs> at a, I would like to have condos, maybe townhouses, but in my area, they're building a lot of condominiums that is coming with places that like have a bar or a shopping center on the bottom floor. So the, um, the renters, the people who live there, they have quick access to that. I would like to own that. I would like to have my membership, my gym right there where I can train all of my clients that actually live in the facility so it will be an at-home facility almost they don't have to leave to go anywhere for their training their fitness goals or any of that and you're still a tenant at the residence so I get paid twice <laughs> yes <laughs> you sound like a smart businessman that's a great opportunity there <laughs> um okay so tell me what do you think is holding you back now from making that a reality what would be like the biggest the biggest bottleneck there and growing to a big, point where you can Oh, man, the biggest challenge is the money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, property is so high nowadays. And, and you're thinking, you need quite a few million to, to just build some condominiums to be able yeah. to buy the land and things of that nature. But that would be the biggest thing. Um, they're buying up a lot of property and land in my area. 
and everything is coming with, like I said, a bar, restaurant, or they have shops, but nowhere has a gym. You know, yeah. as far as personal training, where you have an instructor there. Right. Like there might be, you know, a few treadmills and a rack of dumbbells, but there's no, no facility. No like how to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, okay, and one more question for you. If you were to tell a listener who wants to open a gym tomorrow your biggest piece of advice for them, what would it be? What do you wish you would have known before you started? Research the business. <laughs> Research the business because you're going to lose so many man hours from failure, meaning making sure that you, you have a good payment process, making sure that you have your waivers, making sure that you know how to retain clients, your sales pitch, like you spoke on marketing, your location, like research your business. Because as I say, I see a lot of people who would like to like cut you off because they're just in the gym. So they're like, hey, I'll train you. You don't know if this person knows exactly what they're doing. They might just have genetically a nice body, but they have no idea what they're doing. You don't know what their knowledge is in the fitness field or anything. So I would say research your business. Absolutely. I think that's great advice. Um, but before we sign out today, tell everybody where we can find you. What's your social media? What's your website? Okay. You can find us on all social media platforms, Mechanicsville Federal Salt Boot Camp. We're located at 8167 Mechanicsville Turnpike, VA, Mechanicsville, Virginia, that is. And we're Sweet Elf. Um, that's where we at. That's what we do. Perfect. I love it. Um, I absolutely look forward to what you're going to do in the future. I appreciate you so much being here today and contributing to the podcast. Um, to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.